I think, because the next line has something about hummus mushy or something. I don't. Yeah, I've written in my notes. Is it all going to be like this? <laughs> this is this is Noah's David at the dentist. Is this going to be forever? <laughs> we should just start like working in Jewish words around Noah without and just completely deny it. Just let him think he's slowly going Jewish instead. <laughs> Slowly going Jewish and staying the true Eli Bosley. Yeah, right. <laughs> God awful movie. 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 Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema, except when Eli picks something that isn't Christian or cinema, but don't worry, it's going to be awesome. I'm your host, Noah Illusions. Heath Enright's at a wedding this week, but not his own wedding, so Eli's going to have to pester harder. Speaking of which, I've already brought him up twice, I do believe, so sitting 81 miles to my right is my bad friend, Eli Bosnick. Eli, how are you this fine afternoon, sir? Self-conscious of my lips, Noah. Self-conscious <laughs> of my lips. Real worried that my lips... Follow a genotype. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. But first, sitting to Eli's immediate left is our special guest masochist who, in solidarity with this week's movie selection, is an undercover Jew. Moishi, welcome back to God Awful Movies, bro. Oh, thank you for having me. Uh, I, I, I'm just glad that you're not upset with us for making you watch this thing. <laughs> um, Are you kidding? Getting to relive my childhood was, <laughs> was everything. It was All a trip right. down memory memory lane. <laughs> I don't feel like it was a pleasant one, but uh, oh no, it was pretty pretty horrifying. <laughs> but it's cool that they captured it on camera. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's clue everybody in here. Why not? Uh, tell us, Moishi, what are we going to be breaking down today? Well, we watched Agent MS episode one, The Fish Head. Which, if you haven't seen it, and I don't know how you could have gone most of your life without having seen this masterpiece is about how selective inbreeding can cause just enough genetic defects to be noticeable, but not like enough to discourage oh, the behavior. Jesus <laughs> oh, the pale skin. <laughs> the pale <laughs> when here's my question. We got some geneticists in our audience. Richard, I know you listen. Uh when will Jews be see through? <laughs> Do we know what year Jews will be translucent? I'd like to know. There's going to be a lot of jokes in this in this episode that I'm not allowed to make. Just to- <laughs> What's crazy to me is that, like, my parents, I don't know about you, Eli, my parents actually did go for the genetic testing. You know, whenever two Jews oh, yeah, absolutely. bury each other, they have to get tested for all the crazy diseases that nobody but we get. Yep. And they came back and my mom got tested and, and she was fine. And so they didn't test my dad. But I'm just shocked they haven't come up with tests for all the other shit. We have. I feel like at a they can't do it because at a certain point, like where does that end? Like they're gonna be like, "Hey, uh, do you have a gene for terribly behaved children?" Be honest. Do you have a, you have a gene for crippling neuroses? <laughs> right. So, Eli, how bad was this movie? Well, if you're a witch who brought racist cartoons of Jews to life and then forgot where you put them. You will love this movie because you you found your cartoon. Yeah, you know no. where your racist Jew cartoons got to. I mean this this would be a lot easier to understand if we found out Richard Spencer made it, right? <laughs> just Richie sitting there in one of his button down shirts, just barely covering his tum tum. He's like, "This is great. This is really great." So uh, this was um, 
No, fuck it. This is a question. Was this in English? See, I was afraid oh, of this. Oh, that's a hard one. Yeah. Yeah, I was afraid of this. Obviously, there were some words in this movie that you might have been super familiar with, and I'm guessing that most of our listeners won't be as well. So, Moishi and I have prepared a little quiz for you, Noah, to keep both you and our audience up to date. Are oh, you ready? Oh. I want to point out, I, I have a K-8 through Jewish education, uh, and and there were words I didn't know. Oh, absolutely. So, so this is a little inside baseball, <laughs> um, which is a terrible metaphor for a movie about frail, pale Jewish <laughs> children. Maybe insider trading would be insider trading. <laughs> this is a little insider trading. It's a little insider trading. Something Jews say to each other all the time. <laughs> all right, all right. Hit me, hit me. I'm ready. Are you ready? okay? First up, what is and Eruv. Uh, it's actually, I know this one, uh, and it's pronounced oh. Eruv. Um, that's a God-fooling wire that Jews are allowed to put on government property in Miami Beach, even though that's against federal law. That is correct. Yeah. I have never <laughs> seen one of those wires in my entire life, by the way. I want oh. to point that out. So here's the story of this. This is a because Jews <laughs> don't believe their religion at all. Even the no, super religious no. ones. No. Just like, <laughs> We've been figuring out ways to circumvent the dumb rules for a really yes. long time. So so this is how this works for the folks at home. Uh, the rule is on Sabbath, you can't do any work. So you're not allowed to like push a carriage or lift a heavy box. And at some point, someone yeah, was we like, were going to lift a carriage. <laughs> and some point, someone <laughs> was like, hey, man, I got shit in my house. I got to move. So the rabbi was like, OK, you can do it in your house. As long as it's a private residence, you can do it in your house. So the Jews were like, great. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take some fishing line. I'm going to put it in a giant six mile octagon yes. Yes. around Brooklyn. Now all of Brooklyn is my house and I can do <laughs> shit in there on Sabbath. Yep. Yeah. No. And like I said, start looking for him. Moishi. You'll see him all over Brooklyn. Um, <laughs> I just start cutting telephone wires. <laughs> God, these things are everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm one for one, though. I'm feeling good about this so far. All right, I got one for you. You ready? Yes. Yeah. Huh? What is a yeshiva? Yeshiva. Uh, that is what Parvati screams when Shiva gets all four arms working at the same time, right? Talking about a that shocker. Is incorrect, no? Noah. That is a different religion. That is a different oh. god. That's not even the same kind of noun. You just <laughs> you've just let us down completely. A yeshiva is a Eli. Do you want to tell us? Uh, it's a Jewish school. Very good. Jewish school. Uh, fun fact: yeshivas are among the great category of school choice tax reform programs that allow kids to go through a K through 12 education without ever learning uh, any of the things. Yes, and, uh, <laughs> that's, that's extra right. fun fact, uh, pale yeshiva boy is one of several subgenres of Jewish stereotypes, uh, two of whom make up this show's uh, cast at the moment. <laughs> All right. Time for a tricky one. Time for a tricky one. You're 50-50. You're better than Thomas at taking the bar exam. Yep, All right, here yep, we go. So far. What does it mean when the Yatsur Hara rears its ugly head? He's making that one up. Those, those, <laughs> that's, those aren't real words. That, no, I know that, that, that one too. Actually, that means that the Mets should get a better pinch hitter. Uh, it could be. I'll give you partial credit for that one. I'll give you, I'll give you partial credit. The Yatsur Hara is man's natural inclination to do evil 
that will only be purged when the Mushiach comes. No spoilers, no spoilers, but <laughs> when the Mushiach comes. So God, Judaism is so wonders. fucking hardcore. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, I got another one for you. What is a mitzvah? Oh, um, it's a place where jugglers get overpaid for four hours of work that ends with an audience participation version of Sweet Caroline. That's absolutely right. Yeah, that's, that's a bar I, I couldn't have said it better myself. Really. <laughs> it means a mitzvah is good deed. Bar mitzvah means good deeds with an open bar. Not a lot of people know that. <laughs> Bullshit. Right. I've been to way too many of them. There is never an open bar. Folks. Yeah, it's always cash. <laughs> All right. Noah. Yes. What does it mean for something to be trefa? It, uh, it has three feet. Uh, could be. Could be. That is actually one of the qualifications. That means food Jews can't eat. Treif. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Bacon. Oh, I should have had that one. Rabbits or camels or something. All right. Moshe, you got another one for us? I do have another one for you. What is a shumash? Nope. It is chumash. Oh. <laughs> well, to be fair, to be fair, shumash is a word. It is. Shumash is a word, and you have just phonetically sounded out all of these words no, in I the Googled strangest these of the, ways. These are the proper spellings. Oh, God damn. oh yeah, yeah, no, I corrected the spellings on like Guys, 11 of I these here. I'm a There's one Catholic. of these where every single Jewish word he had misspelled and I had to uh, I had to correct all of them. So. I don't know, what what is it, what, how do you say it? Chumash? Chumash. Chumash. Oh, what is the chumash? Gesundheit. Very good, very good, excellent. Yep, that is just a noise Jews make to confuse them. <laughs> no, no, that would be the Old Testament. Uh, fun fact, a lot of words in this movie are going to mean the Old Testament. They only have one testament today. <laughs> Old Testament is best testament. Uh, okay. Noah, what is, because we're going to hear a lot about it in the movie, what is Rosh Hashanah? It is the least shitty Jewish holiday. Mm, questionable, questionable, but I'll get it. That's right. It is the Jewish New Year. It is I don't know, Jewish man. We have an entire holiday that's just designed around getting so drunk that we have to wear masks to conceal ourselves from the cops. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Yeah. Also, right. once a year, we go and we ruin everyone's day at a toy store. Uh, I never know what we call that one, but it, it exists. Monday. There's just one of those? Yeah, right? <laughs> All right, Noah. What is the shofar? Uh, shofar. Show good? Excellent. Excellent. Yes. The villain from Aladdin. Yeah, that, too, <laughs> that, that will yeah. also be exciting. No, that is the ram's horn that is blown on Rosh Hashanah to signal the coming of the new year. Fun fact, according to ancient Rebbe mysticism, the sound of the shofar, which we will hear in this movie and discuss, is apparently the sound the universe made as it was being created by God. But I, I well, now the, it, I know which orifice the of uh, God the universe, the universe came, universe out, came of. out of. Yeah. Then what is then what is the sound like in in the context of the cosmos? What is the sound of fifty yeshiva boys all like? Flatulating into the shofar for the first time, trying to make it make a sound, but instead just shooting spit out their lips. All right, I got one. Uh, no, this is going to be important because these will appear in the movie, although they will never be mentioned. Uh, what is the mezuzah? Uh, it's a Jewish girl that turns you into stone if you ask her to give you a head. Ooh, close, close. But that is uh, a correction. That is all Jewish girls. Oh, okay. <laughs> all Jewish girls. No, the mezuzah is a decoration on the door that contains a specific portion of Torah scroll that Jews are supposed to kiss or acknowledge on their way in and out of their homes. I'm still doing right. better than Thomas on Thomas Takes the Bar. I feel like I'm Thomas, still yeah. ahead of him mm -hmm. here. All right. Are you ready? Yes, sir. 
What are the 36 Sadiqim? Uh, it's uh, somebody's fetish. Absolutely. A lot of people's fetish. Very good. That would actually be the 36 wise men that exist on earth at any one time. Again, according to Jewish mysticism, there are 36 wise men who keep the world from ending. And if there was even one less of them, the world would be destroyed. <laughs> Two of whom are currently hosting this show. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. <laughs> Got a tough one for you, but it's, it's going to come up in the movie. So it's important. What is a chacham? <laughs> that is a Eli's dying. That was a yeah, right. question. I'm actually, I'm actually administering CPR right now. Stay with me. Stay with me. <laughs> I was. Gonna, that's a gun with emphysema being cocked. I think. Mm, very good. Very good. No, that is a wise man. A chacham is a wise man. So if you ever meet a Jewish person, just go, "Hey, man, you're a real chacham." So that's do that. one they step below the tzaddikim. Yeah, the Tzadikim are like the Charizard, and then Charmander is a Chacham. <laughs> Thanks for clearing that up, oh, he's not, This isn't looking good. His, his lips are turning blue. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got one for you. You ready? Yep. What is a Navi? A fuckable blue cat person from... That's the, about right. That, yeah, that's, no, that I is got, correct. That's, Otherwise known as a Jewish prophet. That's yes, this come is up. similar. Jewish prophet. All right. All right. All right. And this is very important. In fact, the entire movie hinges on it. What does it mean for Takiyas Mitzvah on Rosh Hashanah? <laughs> that somebody better get that fucking Vorpal sword. <laughs> Absolutely. No, this is. Um, so according to Jewish mysticism, if all Jews on earth heard the shofar on Rosh Hashanah, the Messiah would come. So when someone says Tekiyas Mitzvah, it's the hope, the goal that all Jews on earth will simultaneously hear the shofar and the Messiah will show up and be like, you guys all heard my song. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm here now. Yeah, this religion gets sillier the more you know. Awesome. Awesome. It, uh, all right. Are you ready, Noah? I am. What's the Gemara? Uh, oh, that's the uh, the lesser of the two butt-fucking cities in the Bible. Ooh, close, close. Actually, it is the rabbinical analysis and commentary of the Torah, otherwise known as the William Lane Craiging of the Torah. <laughs> <laughs> we got real good at William Lane Craiging way before y'all Christians figured it out. Because we just had our rabbis be like, it's a metaphor. And it was like, really? It's, it's being real specific. Metaphor. <laughs> metaphor. Yeah, pretty much all the stuff we didn't like turned out to be a metaphor. Go figure. Yeah, anything that you couldn't solve with fishing line. Exactly. <laughs> and finally, your final question, so you'll be all caught up, ready for the movie. Why does Ancient Emmis throw his hat? No fucking clue. Because according to Jewish mysticism, the Messiah will use his hat as a weapon. Really? Get the fuck out of no, here. No, not really. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. You can make up anything I, I am want. sitting here with my... I, I have my C-door in one hand. I've got my Torah in the other. And it doesn't say shit. That's a fucking hat. I was like, whoa, fuck. Was that a real question? I thought... <laughs> yeah. Fun fact, when the Messiah comes back to Earth, James Bond will battle Odd Job <laughs> as the hat saves the Jewish people 
for righteous oh, salvation. Because that would be less silly. That would be more <laughs> silly than rebuilding the temple of David. <laughs> so, all right. Well, that was a, a fun little lesson there. Um, is there anything you guys want to nominate this one for being the best at being the worst at? Yes. I'm going to go with best worst genetics. Oh, the, I, I've hinted at it already, but there are so many people in this movie that look like if you threw a pebble at them, it would just go through like, <laughs> like a, a paper window. It is. It's a bummer. I'm going to go ahead and say that this was the best worst attempt to make the Jews look good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was hard to figure out what the fuck they were going for with this one. Um, and that kind of ties into my best worst, which is best worst slapstick Nazi. <laughs> right? Because in this movie, there's the bad guy, Agent Emesis, arch nemesis, is trying to thwart the Jews just as a collective group, which is something that just Nazis do, right? <laughs> yeah, and and who, by the way, had such a clear and emphatic Israeli accent. Oh yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> their, their villain, their villain wasn't not Jewish. He was just the only not like eighty pound Jew in the film. <laughs> and they were like, oh, nobody will, nobody will notice. These two things have things in common. This guy doesn't have a beard. Right. He must be right. on, uh, not on our team. <laughs> that was it. All right. Well, obviously, I need to brush up on my Yiddish, so we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll plots over all the schlocky Michigas that is Agent Emmis, Episode One. The fish head. Tyler, get in here. Uh, yes, Mr. President? It's an emergency. Oh, co coming, sir. Ooh, ooh, what's that? Is that a new tie? It, it's a noose, sir. I was in the middle of something. Right, well, look, we gotta do something about the Nazis. Gotta take a hard line. Wow. I mean, I mean absolutely, sir. Yeah, I'll, I'll prepare something now. <laughs> I gotta say... Uh, yeah, Jared got me these tapes, and I have... No idea how important it was for the Jewish people not to die. Tapes, sir? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're called Agent Emmis, and it's like the best show ever. It's better than Fox News. Okay, sure. I mean, <laughs> whatever gets you there, I guess. Uh-huh. I just tweeted, Nazis are always bad. Always. That's great, sir. Really great. Thanks, Tyler. Secret Agent Emmis. Something, something, something. Be on you. <laughs> and we're back for the breakdown and in case you're thinking to yourself well at least it isn't filmed on a 2003 flip phone you can go ahead and abandon that pipe dream along with your powerball tickets i reckon it sure is mm. and you know exactly i know exactly the jewish family camcorder that this movie was <laughs> shot on i've never known anything more securely yeah with like the 20 dollar tripod that just can't possibly be straight. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so we're going to open off by meeting the evil Dr. Lotov. Mm -hmm, which means uh, no good in case uh, oh, it folks at home are wondering. Really? Yeah. That's, a, that's in secret Jew. I mean, Hebrew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we meet him. He's on a ladder and he's fucking with the aforementioned Aruv line that, that mm -hmm. allows Jews to carry their keys outside on the Sabbath. Exactly. But he's going to try and cut it so that they'll all be committing a sin or something. Yeah, I can't tell you how often people try to cut my A-roof line. Going <laughs> <laughs> to cut my A-roof line on my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah. So, and he's got a lackey with him. This is Clarence. He will be 
I guess the comic relief in the film. Is he? I don't. The film is the comic relief in the film. <laughs> You're right. Like, he's just. He's just like a stupid goy, which I'm fine with. I don't want to act like I'm not totally, totally down with that. But he's very much just like a dumb goy. I'm not sure that there was any concept but with that character beyond that. Well, I love how he's very clearly Jewish and can't not wear a yarmulke. So they put a baseball cap on this actor and they were like, see, see, just a normal Christian wearing a baseball cap. <laughs> Just a normal everyday guy going so, around cutting down a roofs. Yeah, right. In an effort to just generally thwart the Jews. So, yeah, so just when he's about to cut the A-roof line and force the Jews to accidentally break their Sabbath laws, suddenly a $4 remote control truck shows up. Yeah. And this is to distract Clarence. We now I, have three movies that we have watched where a remote controlled truck has been vital to the understanding of one of the main characters well and and their fascination with it too yeah, yeah. exactly yeah uh-huh yeah so he chases it like a dog chasing a squirrel cuz yeah, no us coyum they they love their can't, remote control can't trucks keep away from those remote control <laughs> trucks right and so then Dr. Lomtov's like, quick, give me the wire cutters. But he gets handed a hammer and he looks down and there's Agent MS. Secret Agent MS. So, okay, so let's talk a little bit about Agent MS here. So this is a 10-year-old Jewish kid dressed up like... Uh, I don't like a secret agent, but he's got a felt mustache going like on. Like a secret agent streaker. Well, yes, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, he's he's halfway between Carmen San Diego and a rapist. I don't really know. It's just like if you can get those two together in your head, that's definitely the way to go. And so he hands him the hammer, and Doctor Lomtov's like, "Why a hammer?" And he goes. You'll need a hammer. Also, this is like Jewish kid with the it's typical Jewish kid. You'll need a hammer, Dr. Lomtov, because you're nailed. And then he shakes the ladder. Yeah, I want to point out our first introduction to secret agent MS is that he's a stone cold fucking killer. All right? Because this guy's yes. up on a high ladder. This guy's on a high ladder. And he's two floors up. Again. Yeah. And all he's doing is trying to cut a magic wire. Not great. I understand. You're messing with people's religion. I get it. It's not a good thing. Not a nice thing to do. But this kid tries to shake him off the fucking ladder. And succeeds. And yeah, he tries to murder this man in cold blood. <laughs> secret agent, secret agent MS is is like fucking psychotic Daniel Craig over here. <laughs> That's the moment where I was like, "Oh, this is a serious fucking spy film." I'm in. Yes. <laughs> oh man, we were crazy billionaire money. We remake Casino Royale with secret agent with MS. Secret agent MS. <laughs> So, yeah. So and I also want to point out the absolute stupidity of that line. All right. You know, like beyond the attempted murder by the 10 year old over basically nothing. Um, the line was, you're going to need a hammer because you're nailed. I just want to point out that makes no fucking sense. Right. Like that's not the order those things go in. 
These are the Jews we don't let run show business. This was like well, failed audition. Well, that was the oh. fucked up thing about this whole thing. I was like, the whole time I was like, wow, it's a shame there are no Jews in film production or you guys could have done better. <laughs> to be fair, it would have been real weird if Agent Emmis was made by like Steven Spielberg. <laughs> <laughs> Secret. Dude, did you see Agent Emmis, the fish head, won an Oscar this year? <laughs> Ugh, every... Uh, well, every time he makes an Agent Emmis, he sweeps the Oscar. So I don't even know. It's so political. <laughs> so, yeah. So Agent Emmis shakes this elderly gentleman off the ladder. Um, oh, he's fine, though. He lands on his back and just kind of growls. Yeah. Everyone <laughs> knows Goy are impervious to ground. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my first line here on, on our hero was, okay, so cutting the Aruv line is a capital offense in a Agent Emmis's <laughs> opinion. Um, but we're supposed to hooray for him, and that's just a hero intro, right? We're we're done, right? Now it's yeah. time to get the the awesome music. Yeah, it's exactly like when Daniel Craig drowns that guy in a sink. Exactly. <laughs> Shaken, not stirred, sir. You just ordered a seltzer water. Yeah, I know it's good for my stomach. <laughs> I'll sh I'll shake it. It's just water. So now the one person that they got for this movie that speaks in clear English uh, narrates the intro um, <laughs> where he says like Shimmy Epstein would seem to be yet another ordinary yeshiva boy. <laughs> There's so much to make fun of just in that sentence. <laughs> You're right. Shimmy Epstein would seem to be an ordinary yeshiva boy. Yeah. those All those words don't go together. Just a montage of him loading gold onto a Bolshevik train <laughs> and like, Speaking of which, uh, MS was apparently a Soviet newspaper, a Jewish Soviet newspaper. Huh. The more you know. The more you know. <laughs> there you go. Um, this movie yeah. was communist propaganda. <laughs> so he studies being Jewish, you know, for fun. And sometimes he even sneaks off to buy a candy bar. Whoa. Which right. is where we see him, like, in the credits, basically, slipping into his Agent Emmis persona to stop a Jew from accidentally eating non-kosher hot dogs. Right. because hero a, we need. A Christian <laughs> tries switching the hot dogs, and the Jewish guy apparently wouldn't read the package that says... Trave hot dogs. Yeah, the, the the master plot of global domination here is to <laughs> trick the Jews into eating food they don't like. And I don't know. I know personally for me, it is a daily struggle not getting tricked into eating animals with split hooks. It's just, every, every time I order, I get a Reese's peanut butter cup. I'm just looking at the package, being like, "Where are those split hooks? <laughs> Did this peanut butter cup eat its own curd? Chew its own cud? Yeah, cud." <laughs> Uh, and and he doesn't disguise the food. Like it's not like no. he switches the labels. He just he just puts it there. <laughs> In fact, it has a giant label that says "Trave Hot Dogs." Fun fact: not how normal hot dogs label themselves. No, the assumption no. being that the Jews can't read, which apparently, without the aid of a child super spy, they cannot. <laughs> yeah, so that's what he sees. Like the guy goes to pick up the hot dogs, and the kid just stops and puts his hand over and points to the fact that it says "Trave Hot Dogs" on it. It's like, oh, don't eat those hot dogs; they're Christian. And then the Jew is like. Oh, wow, you saved my soul, apparently, I guess. Yeah, who knows? Also, all the proof you need that the Jews control the media is in the newspaper that Secret Agent MS uses to hide his face, which just in big block letters says the French and anti-Semitism. <laughs> <laughs> 
because this kid is fucking hardcore. Yes, that he is. And and really, honestly, what could be more subtle in the park than a 10-year-old Jew with a felt mustache hiding behind a giant newspaper about French anti-Semitism? Huh? And Dr. Loto, for the record, spends the entire film wearing a beret. This was the moment at which I realized this film is actually a genius piece of anti-French propaganda. <laughs> oh. oh, shit. And now- Get woke, people. Get woke. <laughs> and now it's time for the amazing theme song. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, my God. It's Noah, can we please just play sure, this theme song? I'm sure they don't have any lawyers. As long as we have some commentary to go with it, we absolutely can. So here is the amazing Shaft-like theme song for Agent Emmis. Secret Agent Emmis is the kid Always looking for truth when Obey was threatened. Agent Demis always gets the proof. This boy in disguise fights evil and lies to save the world for all. Tora and Mitz both back him up when Demis gets the call. Secret Agent Demis is the kid who's always looking for proof when Obey was threatened. That's my favorite thing in the I I have been humming the Agent Emma's theme song unironically for about a week. The other day I was humming it and someone was like, Oh, what are you what are you humming? You get a little song stuck in your head? I was like, Oh, it's the uh Agent Emma's theme song from the fish head. Are you familiar? <laughs> Agent, where are you going? Where you crazy. going? I, I had the total opposite experience. I was humming it and somebody went, That's the secret Agent Emma's theme song. <laughs> it was me. <laughs> So, yeah. And OK, by the way, while we're listening to this theme song, what we see is we see him helping a homeless Jew as he's walking by. Doesn't uh, exist. Weird <laughs> fiction to create. No, we those totally exist. I, I live in a heavily Jewish neighborhood and they've got it's it's almost like a play where they've taken all the normal characters of reality and have just cast them all with Jews. So there's like an Orthodox Jewish beggar and an Orthodox Jewish prostitute and an Orthodox Jewish policeman. Um. Moishi, when we're done here, I want to talk to you about the Orthodox Jewish <laughs> prostitute. Okay? Uh, but not on air, off air. Also, am I the only one who got a little nervous when they did the uh, little stair walking stunt with this kid? I mean, that almost went horribly <laughs> wrong. Oh, yeah. I have a note that says, oh, they just almost murdered this child actor on the fire <laughs> for a eight second shot. Yes. And I I know in my head because every every single one of us like whoever made like a home movie when they were a kid knows what that moment was like which was that moment where you're like okay and this is gonna be our big dramatic steps our big dramatic shot and you just do something crazy and stupid dangerous for your shitty homemade film <laughs> yes. that you think is gonna sell it all that your dad is filming yeah, yeah right right it's like a it's like a flimsy fire escape made of aluminum that this kid knocks down. And then jumps off, but you literally watch it bounce underneath. Yes. And and let's just say this kid that they got is not the most coordinated kid you're ever going to see. Crazy. In your life. So, yeah. So that's our big introduction song. Um, and uh, if that's not stuck in your head, then uh, just go back, listen to it one or two more times. Uh, and now, in order to I come... I wrote that this montage is like the weirdest outtake of Munich ever. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, that's the movie we re need to remake with uh, Agent Demis. 
awesome. I would I would watch the hell. That's a great. That's a that movie illustrates why this movie shouldn't have been made because they tried <laughs> to make a serious movie about like Jewish super spies and they were like, we can't find a single fucking actor. Great, Daniel Craig, Eric Bana. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Daniel Craig looks Jewish, right? No, he actually looks the opposite of Jewish. Yes. He looks like Sherwood. Uh, we're going to go with it. <laughs> we All killed right. that guy's daughter. So, <laughs> so now we have to come back down from the theme song, and we're going to do so at uh, at a yeshiva. And all my notes are, I wonder how many of these words in this scene are straight up nonsense to Noah. Oh, oh my God. This is as phonetically anyway. This is what the opening line of this scene is. Rashi Hami Gimel on the posse that starts Yevtuk Asbuch. And then I just wrote, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> And what? what's amazing is I was just like, oh, okay. So they're starting about halfway in their book. They're starting on Rashi. Okay, cool. And then I was like, oh, Noah's watching this movie too. <laughs> Noah's <laughs> has to watch this movie as well. I was just, I was just like looking for like English subtitles at this point or something. As a matter of fact, because no, like the bully kid uh, at Yeshiva starts throwing spitballs at um at Agent Emmis's secret identity and i'm like i just wrote down oh spitballs i know spitballs <laughs> and every we should point out all the jews in this classroom a look identical they all have the fat jewish lips that i was not aware were a thing all jews had yeah, until Eli i thought that was just him until this exact <laughs> until moment. i watched this movie and i was like oh that's a phenotype i guess it was just it was just crazy like I've I haven't been at a Jewish school in so long. I forgot that we all kind of have that weird squinty look. The squinty look, <laughs> the big lips, and the digital watches. Oh I my god! I we both have notes about Moshi this. While I was watching this movie, and I was like, "Hey man, did you have that digital watch too?" And he was like, "I had that digital watch too." <laughs> Dude, we fucking love Jew Jewish kids. Love two things, and this movie nailed both of them: weird round digital watches. Mm -hmm. And transition glasses. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so he gets hit with this spitball. He turns around to see who did it. And, of course, he gets in trouble with the rabbi because he's not looking at the front of the class. And he's like, the rabbi's like, am I boring you, Mr. Epstein? And I'm like, you just said Rashi Hami Gimel on the posse. <laughs> How, that's your resting state is boring everyone <laughs> around you. Yep. Jesus. Uh. But yeah, so good. he's getting in all kind of trouble, I think, because the next line has something about hummus mushy or something. I don't. Yeah, I've written in my notes. Is it all going to be like this? <laughs> he's, this is this is Noah's David at the dentist. Is this going to be forever? <laughs> we, we should just start like working in Jewish words around Noah without and just to completely deny it. <laughs> Just let him think he's slowly going Jewish insane. <laughs> slowly going Jewish insane. The true Eli Bosch. Yeah, story. right. <laughs> All right. So now we finally get away from that scene. Um, and we've got these kids being picked for basketball. Now, we will have two scenes where these kids are picking basketball teams. And the whole time I'm like, oh, my God, please let me watch these kids play basketball. But oh, they never quite give it to us. It's really sad that they're not. A bunch of missed one-pointers would have been a great montage for this movie. Also, question, when everyone's an Orthodox Jew, does everyone get picked last? <laughs> <laughs> also, this is... Okay, so we're, we really have this scene so that we can dig into the bully character uh, in this movie, who is 
at least a head shorter than anyone he's bullying, which seemed like an <laughs> odd choice. Well, I mean, we all know that that Moshi Chaim, who is the bully's name, mm. is a real troublemaker. I guess so, yeah. Dude, but in fairness, at Jewish school, it is always the basketball Jewish kids that are the bullies. <laughs> well, I won't point that out. All right. Well, at least they got that. It's just, I'm not saying the movie's not accurate. I'm saying it's insane. Um, so Agent M, is, uh, Shimmy, is, his secret identity, is talking with his buddy as everybody's getting picked for basketball. And his buddy's going like, hey, man, why don't you whip spitball kid's ass once in a while, you know? I have it written because he goes up to him and he goes, why do you let him push you around like that? And the hero goes, what am I supposed to do? And I wrote what I wanted the kid's response to be, which was just put a bullet in his head. <laughs> Secret agent. <laughs> Crosshairs cross in front of Moshi Chaim's face. Just a cloud of red mist. Yeah, right. Screaming. Secret agent MS as John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> Double tapping his way through the yeshiva. Shouldn't have gotten too close to the fence, Moshe Haim. <laughs> we killed children to get too close to it. It's a whole thing. Good, good, good. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but he but he says basically like, you know, well, I can't whip his ass, even though I have my secret Agent Emma's powers, because I don't want him to learn my secret, especially not with Rosh Hashanah coming. And my first thought is, what the fuck does that have to do with anything? And then I thought, you know what? There might be a thing. I don't fucking know. Nope. It's just stony silence because, yeah. <laughs> sure, yeah. It's your Shoshana's is coming. You yeah. got to can't. Dude, I always, always, always conceal my martial arts prowess right before Rosh Hashanah. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> it's just a documentary about my life. Just in case you trained Olympians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, finally, he gets picked last for basketball and they make him be a sub because he's a dorky kid or whatever. Um, they give him a bunch of shit for his crappy ups. Anyway, yeah. So, and, and I wrote, like, at, at this point, because, again, this was the first time I realized just how much smaller the bully kid is than everybody else. I wrote, is that, like, is that an intimidating Jew kid? Is that what, is there, <laughs> is there something intimidating? Is there, like, a, like a cultural thing I'm not seeing? <laughs> Look at the size of his talus. <laughs> It's actually, it's like dick size measuring, but it's those curly cues on the side of your face. Oh, I got you. All right. All yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. That was our checking each other's dicks out in the shower. <laughs> yeah. And it was, and it was always like, well, they're, they're, they're longer when they're straight. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So now it's time to cut to bullshit lightning tower, uh, which is where Dr. Lotov and Clarence do all their plotting and commiserating and whatnot. Yeah, and they're, they're plotting to make the scales of good and evil be tipped in evil's favor this year. Yeah. Hey man, like you do. <laughs> like you do. Yeah, and this is, okay, and he keeps, and he's saying like, ah, but the Jews are once again foiling my diabolical plan. And I'm like, that's slapstick Nazism. That's, I <laughs> well, mean. Also, his, he doesn't have a plan. I, this this was never made clear in the film. His plan is just to fuck with the Jews yes. who are messing up his plan to fuck with them. There's no like, there's no greater plan for like world domination that they're getting in the way of. He's just running around cutting their magic wires. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, all of his plots are to like secretly make them not be Jewish, right? Right. Um, that's his, that's his big plan, and that's basically all we get from this scene. That and those amazing lightning graphics uh, that they but tossed now, out. Now it is time for the greatest moment of this movie, and it is entirely accidental. We cut to 
Shimmy uh, at the grocery store with his mother. And the first line is, Shimmy, don't stand so close to the freezer. You know you're sensitive to the cold. Yes. I don't think there's anything funny about that. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know if that was a comedy line or if this movie was just like, yeah, kids. Yeah, what would mom be saying? (laughs) You'll get pneumonia. Or if like she was just talking to the child actor. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I wrote after that line. I'm like, this is indistinguishable from anti-Semitism from my perspective. I don't know the difference now. Yeah, the the episode could wrap right there. After her, we could just play the clip of her saying, "Don't stand so close to the freezer. You're sensitive to clothes." And then, don't you? That's it. That's that is the peak of comedy. I. I wrote, and I've made this joke already a few times up until this point, but this is where I actually wrote the note. Oh, cool. Didn't realize this was a fucking documentary of my childhood. And I want to point out, I sincerely mean that. I have been told I will catch a cold. I have been told that it is too cold to be near something more times than any human could possibly be near cold things. (laughs) I've been told it's too cold to go out without a jacket in... August. Uh, I've been told not to stand too close to the frozen food section. I have genuinely had this moment. This is a real moment I've lived through multiple, multiple times. Another thing that's only Jewish people, apparently. Moishi, did your parents ever tell you not to stand in front of the microwave because it would give you cancer? Oh, of course. Constantly. Oh, oh, and- wait, hold on. Do you stand in front of the fucking microwave? <laughs> no. Still no. fucking nuts? Still no. This shit will I give you cancer. 30? And haven't had a god for a while, and I'm like, I mean, I don't know that that's just not true. <laughs> it boils the water. How yeah. is it not? How is it not me? boil your balls? Oh, there's a little plastic there. Absolutely, no, 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 absolutely. No, no, no. <laughs> absolutely. Cell phones give you brain cancer. No question. Yes. <laughs> All right. Yeah. No microwaves and cell phones don't give you brain brain cancer or any other type Shut of up, cancer. No. So I just wanted. Hey, we got. I'm going to get emails. I want to. I want to forestall the emails like the New Zealand give them, Australia. Give them the ones. right advice. Stay the way fuck away from those microwaves. <laughs> All right. All right. So now that everyone of our, uh, in our audience has a Jewish mother for the moment, uh, we can get back to the part where they find the eponymous barrel of fish heads. Yeah, which are a traditional Rosh Hashanah food. Um, you eat a fish head and you are actually like, uh, so the weird inbred little sister, and she is the premium example of inbreeding gone wrong in this movie, is the inbred little sister is like, hey, come out of here! And she's got like 14 <laughs> fingers on each hand and her eyes are God. barely I mean, contained in I her mean, skull. I mean, you should watch the movie for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let everyone make their own decisions. But, uh, yeah, she, she looks like, like, she would rise out of the water next to the three-eyed fish from the Simpsons. Oh, and she's like, well, that's fish heads down here. And he's like, oh, we're supposed to eat the eyes. And she goes, yuck. But like, that is the Rosh Hashanah tradition is you eat the eyes out of a fish head. I don't, Ugh. I was like, uh, I mean, I guess it was kind of gross, but. Yeah. And okay. So he walks away. The sister is fascinated by the fish heads. So after he walks away, one of the fish heads talks. To the little yeah. sister. And- no, you're being real weird about a lot of stuff. Yeah, I don't understand. <laughs> Is that who usually warns you about the uh, the Trefa chauffeurs and, and whatnot? <laughs> the yeah. only person who's ever warned me about the Trefa chauffeurs. <laughs> yeah, and the, the fish head says the chauffeur isn't kosher. Yes. Remember that line? The chauffeur 
isn't kosher. Oh, it's going to be relevant, folks. Yeah, no, it's going to come back matter. over and over again until we're done. So, not in the way you think. <laughs> so now the the little girl. This is the only time anyone reacts normally to anything in this film. So I want to emphasize this: the little girl screams like fucking bloody murder when a fish head starts talking to her, and that's good. And the the mom and the and and the brother come back and they're like, hey, what happened? She's like, the fish head talk. And they're like, oh, go fuck yourself. But then some other guy, some other Orthodox Jewish guy, walks up and says, no, no, the fish head definitely talked. And they're like, well, fuck, I guess. Well, if a grown that's up confirmation said it, that's, there, and that is the story of all of religion, by the way. <laughs> Is someone you shouldn't believe goes, a thing that can't happen happened. And then uh, they go, come on, man, cut it out. And then the third person comes over and goes, no, no, he's right. And they go, well, fuck, two people can't be lying. That's impossible. Yeah. And then they tell someone who works there and they go, the fish head just talked. And his response is, and I quote, which one? Yeah, what? And if your response to the fish head just spoke is, which one? There's a 99% chance you're in on the fish head talking. <laughs> Uh, and his response after that, by the way, raise the price of the fish heads. Yeah, we're not making that part up. That's not a bit. That's the next thing he does. He just takes a sign and raises the price of the fish heads. Which honestly could have been funny if they didn't show him like actually rewriting the sign for a good 95 seconds before the bit ended. Yeah, and it's like, da 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 Jews. <laughs> but it's weird because Jews made this movie wrote me a theme song. and I feel like Jews don't want <laughs> that to be around yeah right? that's again like this movie was just reinforcing one stereotype after the other um, but uh, yeah like if the Jewish grocer had followed changing the price on the sign by being like alright I gotta go follow around a black guy I'll be right back like, that <laughs> is, those things are true like the smelly kids in the Swiss hotel. You're not allowed to say it. And it's weird to put it in our own movie. So, so yeah, so that's and but that's the key moment in the whole fucking movie. That is the inciting incident. The fish head has warned them that the chauffeur isn't kosher and agent uh, or fucking shimmy agent Emmis needs to figure out what the hell that means quick before Rosh Hashanah. Oh, so that night we cut to his house where mom comes downstairs looking for her short wig. Now, I, I, I'm sure a lot of you are confused. Uh, so just to be clear on how much Muslims and Jews should get along, uh, Jewish <laughs> women also need to be covered up or God gets mad. And Jewish women have, and this is very well known. I was like, oh, her short wig. Where's her short wig? Jewish women have a long wig, which is for formal occasions. And a short wig, which is their everyday walking around wig. But either way, if anyone sees their hair they're not married to, that's a terrible thing. Yeah, well, I just wrote, uh, mom is wearing her fortune teller cosplay gear. <laughs> I, she does look a little like a fortune teller. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I appreciate you cluing me in after the fact. But yeah, she can't find her short wig uh, because... Shimmy is using that to make a dummy look like him in bed so he can sneak out of his house to the tune of Cinemax porn. I wanted so badly for her to be like, where's my short wig? And for it to cut to him upstairs doing the, would you fuck me? Uh, fuck me. <laughs> yeah. Buffalo every, every time, every time they want to make the, the kids seem like a badass, they play this like super silky smooth jazz. Yes. <laughs> And I know that I was supposed to take away that, like, 
this kid's cool. And in effect, I did because my one note on this is, oh, this kid fucks. This kid, this kid <laughs> absolutely fucks. He's just upstairs making love to a Jamaican woman <laughs> on a spinning bed with a disco ball above them. Before leaving in the middle of the night to go throw more anti-Semites off ladders. <laughs> This remake could happen, people. We have that camcorder. We have the yeah, genetics. Right, right, exactly. We have the makeup. <laughs> we Where it. she lives in the neighborhood with all the actors. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Crazy dollar error money here. All right. So he sneaks out of the house. He's got a little, he pulls a little uh, uh, Ferris Bueller here uh, with a tape recorder uh, that he apparently has. And now we cut to a room full of rabbis just fucking with me. Oh, this made me... The thought of Noah watching this scene made me so happy. Noah, genuinely, I want you to try and tell me what you think is going on in this room. (laughs) Everyone is sitting around chewing. I mean, (laughs) to be fair, to be fair, everyone is... okay. So this is, uh, he's also describing the room Eli and I are in, but this is a rabbinical study. And what it is, is all the younger Jewish guys are in one room and they're studying one specific Torah. And then you see the older guy who is quizzing one of the younger guys. And that's how rabbinical study works. You go, you study the passage over on your own, and then you go meet with the rabbi one-on-one and he quizzes you on it so that you're like, you can have what's known as like a mimotic dialogue about the position you've and you have to understand for context that these aren't like these aren't the nerds of the jewish community these people this is revered this is like a this is a thing that people dedicate their lives to from like 13 up if they want to and that's like the that's like the top of the crop yeah wow i i just wrote jewish words jewish words jewish words in my notes i had no fucking idea another fun fact uh it is expected of the young men that they are supposed to memorize the conversation they have with the older man so that the next day or a year from then, he can be like, do you remember when we talked a year ago and I said this? They're supposed to be able to repeat back word for word what he said to them. Yeah, it's the most boring part of bar mitzvah prep for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And by the way, we don't just get a quick establishing shot of this. This is a long, drawn-out montage. Yeah, it's, it really... So he comes, he sees them, they notice him, but then they go back to their Jewing, and he ooh, he hits the bookcase, and there's a spinning bookcase of iMovie. I, I just personally can't believe they showed the room on film that we secretly control the world from. Well, that's... <laughs> That's what I was, I was thinking. I saw that and I was like, oh, that shouldn't be on camp. We're not, we don't, we don't talk about that room. That's <laughs> well, us. That's the most fucked up thing is that, okay, so I thought, so the, the, the him, he, the pronouns that Eli was throwing out earlier refer to H&M is showing up. Um, and he goes, he pulls a, a book and the thing spins around and he goes into this secret hallway. And I'm assuming this is Agent Emma's like hideout or something. But no, there's just some other Jew that lives back there, apparently, with a secretary. Yeah. Yeah. Who is very clearly supposed to be Money Penny. It's, they, they have yeah. this weird moment where secret agent ms comes in and she's like secret agent ms isn't it past your bedtime 
And he's like, it's never past my bedtime, Money Penny. Or actually, I think they give her a more Jewish name than Money Penny, which is uh, impressive. To be <laughs> they name her like Miss Berman or something. Yeah, it's like Miss Bergman, and she's like, I'm glad you're not my son. And he's like, me too. Because then we couldn't fuck. Yeah, and yeah my note right? here uh, again for the second time, and even more true is this kid absolutely fucks. <laughs> oh yeah absolutely there is an absolutely like come up and see me sometime kind of back and forth going on here i watched this film for the record I, you guys watched this film much more facetiously than i did <laughs> i watched this film from a i watched this film as a genuine spy action adventure and i had a delightful time <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so yeah, he banners with the secretary, makes it very clear his dick's available if she needs it. Um, and then he goes in to see the, I don't, the head secret agent Jew, I guess. Yep. I don't. Just head of the, none of this is what we talk about publicly. So this is just some secret agent Jew. It's not like this guy has an official position, but okay, I right. could understand being confused. <laughs> yeah, right, right. It's not like that would be weirder than the other shit that I saw. Um, so yeah, so he's working on four 26-year-old computers uh, to the fucking broken Pac-Man sound effects soundtrack. Oh my God, they're amazing. These laptops are from the year I was born. Yes. So he tells uh, he tells him that he knows about the fish head, he knows about the non-kosher chauffeur, and that if they're not careful, they could mitz out on the mitzvah of Rosh Hashanah. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and this is where he throws out, well, the fish head could be a message from one of our hidden tzaddikim. And I'm like, shut up, stop. <laughs> and, and, and he talks about the danger of like, this non-kosher shofar with all the intensity of the climax of the movie speed. <laughs> like, he might as well have just been like, if this shofar goes below 50 miles yeah, right. per hour, we're all gonna fucking die! <laughs> yeah, so as I'm desperately looking for a translator online or something, he's talking about everyone missing out on the mitzvah of Rosh Hashanah, um, which would be disastrous for the whole world, he informs us. Yeah, yeah, man, true. for everyone in the whole world, everyone <laughs> in the whole world would be affected by 1% of the population not hearing their magic horn. The yeah. whole world. That would bring down the whole facade of civilization. Things would never be the same. <laughs> but yeah, but luckily he has pinpointed the, 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 the guy who lives behind this secret hallway anyway has pinpointed the exact shofar factory that's causing all the trouble and wouldn't you yeah. know it agent emma's school is going on a surprise field trip to that exact shofar factory tomorrow this uh. is also the moment in the film where i realized that dr lotov's plan you, at first i thought lotov had like a plan the jews were getting in the way of totally not the case then I thought, okay, his plan is to upset a bunch of Jews by giving them fake shofars and then telling them about it. Also not the case. This is the moment where I realized his plan is to give them a bunch of fake shofars and never tell them about <laughs> no. it. No, it's just that the magic won't work. That's yeah, the only thing. No, there is no actual consequence to this plan whatsoever, especially if you aren't a Jew. Yes. So Lotov's motivation makes no fucking sense to me. He doesn't believe they're magic, and he's not going to tell them they're not magic, which means it's a wash. Right? 
I love that you're trying to rationalize the plot of this movie. I told I love you, I watched it like it's the new James Bond film. <laughs> Shit. John Wick 3, Secret Agent MS. <laughs> but MS needs to learn which shofars are kosher and which one aren't, so he's got to go see a chacham, and those will remember Oh God, he's down again. Stay with me, buddy. Stay with me. Is a wise guy, so he's going to go see chacham. Yeah, so he goes to see the head kid from Children of the Corn. And Noah's notes here are just, Hello, Chacham. Oh, come the fuck on. Yes. <laughs> That's not a goddamn Noah word. Noah thought that me and Eli made this movie. To fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, but at the end, we were just going to be like, April Fool. <laughs> I'm, I'm still not convinced that's not the case. Um, so yeah, so, but it's time for the, to put a blindfold on him so he can do some Jedi shofar training. And he, he plays the, this is the order. He, he plays the trumpet for him and he's like, that's not kosher. And then he plays a shofar. And this is the first time a shofar is played. Oh my God. In the movie. And, and for those of you who've never heard a shofar before, who haven't experienced the mitzvah of hearing a shofar, <laughs> I, I want to point out the first time you hear a shofar, there is no possible way you think that's what it's supposed to say. Yes. Absolutely. Ever. Yes. Ever. You're always like, oh man, he messed up. And then he <laughs> I'll just wait for him to do it again properly. And then they do the same thing twice. And you're like, oh, this is it. For like 45 minutes. And I should point out, the first time you do it, it's part of this long Torah service that takes like an hour and a half. Oh. And each time you're like, any minute now, there's going to be a tune. It's yeah. going to be like a da 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 da. Nope. It's all, it goes. <laughs> It's soon it's going to be music. He's going to play us. Oh, nope. That's just, oh, he's doing it more. Okay. He's having, something's wrong here. He's not okay. <laughs> also, there's one called the Goulet or whatever. Um, and that's that the Scottish? one where it goes, it goes. <laughs> and the first time it, you crack the first time you hear that every single, there is no Jew. Jesus Christ himself, the first time you heard this, <laughs> or whatever it is, was was like, that's fucking hilarious. It was like, yeah, I had, in an effort to describe this uh, sound, I had elephant getting fucked by something that seemed warm at first, but is now clearly just hot. <laughs> oh my you're, God. You're master of the written word. There are there are few sounds in the world less pleasant than this, and we will hear it eight more fucking times before this movie is over. But we won't hear it properly. No. Because. Well, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Well, yeah, so because he does the trumpet, and the kid's like, Trafe, and he does the the, coat, the chauffeur, and he's like, kosher, and then he blows his nose, hee <laughs> hee, and the kid says, Trafe, that's gross, man. And then he blows another chauffeur, and he's like, oh, that's kosher. He's like, no, no, because you weren't hearing the fucking chauffeur. You were only hearing the echo. Which, by the way, this is a huge piece of drama in Jewish culture, because, and uh, this is real, if you sit too far back in temple, 
there are many people who believe you are violating the mitzvah of shofar because you're not hearing the shofar. You're hearing the echo of the shofar off the walls. So that was like a shot. You know how like there are movies but, that are like shots at Catholics in the Christian movies? That mm-hmm. was the shot at people who don't buy close enough front seats at temple. Oh, <laughs> in case you're wondering what kind of deep cut we just witnessed, yeah. it was the spend the extra 250 bucks to get some front yeah. row seats, you asshole. That was a dig at the people who get like the pinstripe package at the Yankee game for standing room only and think it's the same thing. Exactly. Get the fuck to the front row, you heathen. Yeah. That's why we put the women in the back. Or to the side, usually. Well, yeah. 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 Get their own side. And okay, so now, and now that he's picked through all the various uh, sounds with his blindfold on, he must now choose the only kosher shofar from the table, like the fucking Last Crusade, and he's about to choose poorly. <laughs> Jesus, uh, and he does. He chooses one that has a uh, duh metal around the mouthpiece. Everybody knows that. Fucking moron, idiot, <laughs> agent Ennis. More like agent asshole. <laughs> And, and by the way, the, this the Hachan, this kid, like, what the fuck is wrong with this human being? I mean, like, because the kid's going like, man, I'm never going to be able to figure out uh, do, do which chauffeurs are kosher in time. And the kid goes, no one ever said this was easy. They just said it was fucking stupid beyond belief. And grownups <laughs> act like it matters because religious has limitless power to make people obsess over dumb shit. Like, is this kid like representative of something that exists in the world? Yes, absolutely. This, this is a stereotype among Jews of Jews, which is like the goody two shoes kid who only spends all of his time on Torah. That when I remember when I, I said that the pale yeshiva boy is like a subgenre, mm-hmm. like that's that's what he's supposed to be. He's supposed <laughs> to be the like stereotypical pale yeshiva boy, whereas Agent MS is supposed to be like the super spy Masadi Jew. Right. Although he is also a pale yeshiva boy. Yeah, well, right, right, exactly. couldn't Let's afford be Eric Bana for this film. Yeah, so. It's like how the Nazis, you see Nazis fighting each other on Twitter and you're like, ha they're all mad at each other. That's what Jews do amongst themselves as well. So, right. Well, okay, so, and then maybe I'm just barking up a nothing tree here, but is there something to the fact that this kid apparently doesn't know what grades are? Is that also oh. part of the stereotype? Oh. Yes, I loved this moment. So what's happening in that scene is Agent MS is bragging to this goody two-shoes yeshiva kid uh, that he got an A on one of his tests. And this kid retorts back with the greatest comeback of all time. He goes, what's an A? Because he's such a Jew, he doesn't even know the fucking English alphabet. Because <laughs> that's the real, that, and that's a real thing in, in, really? in the Jewish community. Oh, yeah, it's a huge issue actually right now that the kids who are going through these very, very orthodox Jewish educations are coming out of them genuinely unprepared for the real world, unable to get jobs or go to college because they don't uh, read English all the time. Uh, especially the girls have, have tend to, you know, get pushed with this problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they spend all their time studying uh, Jewish history and Jewish literature that they genuinely don't know what, like, a movie is. <laughs> Unless it's Secret Agent or MS, in which case, hell yeah. First letter of the English alphabet. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, that was more terrifying an answer than I was expecting. I wrote this kid sounds like every kid who's ever interrupted a magic show. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So, Agent MS is all freaked out because he'll never be able to learn kosher chauffeurs in time. In fact, yeah. he's only got subtract, subtract, subtract. 
add yeah, it takes him five minutes to read his digital fucking lunch. <laughs> right. He goes, you know why? Because it's not in Hebrew numbers. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess if shofar preparatory nuance doesn't ramp up the suspense, I don't know what will. So now that everybody's on the edge of their seat, we can afford to pause for a quick break. But first, let me give Act 3 the hard sell here. Can Agent Emma secure the magic kazoo before it's too late? Will Dr. Lotov start his very own Reich? What the fuck are we watching? Find out the answers to these questions and more when we return for the ear-nauseating conclusion of Agent Demis, Episode 1, The Fish Head. You know, if you take them to the movies, you don't have to pay to get them in, the fish heads. I don't know if you guys knew that. So, how are you spending Simchahora? Oh, it's Sadie. Oh, what a mitzvah. Uh, you guys ready to record? Yeah, one second, Noah. Okay, I'll just... Uh... Be, uh, but how are you breaking the fast? Oh, you know, Kugel, Cholent. Oh, Mittendorainen and the Cholent. Are those foods? Noah, please. Sorry, Goyesha cup over here. It's a lump tov. Oh, you're sweet. I, I, I feel like you guys are talking about me. No, absolutely not. For did wow chick. What? I ran out of Jew words. I knew it! Damn it! Money. <laughs> and we're back for more of this shit. And we're going to start things off with all the kids from Yeshiva getting ready for that big field trip to the chauffeur factory. Oh, and it's time for a real zinger. Yeah. Yeah. All the kids talking about the fish head around the water cooler, you mean? Eli, out of curiosity, what were the most Jewish field trips that you've been on? Uh, the Holocaust Museum. <laughs> Have you, you've never been to like a make to like a, a shofar factory? You've no, never actually I didn't done one grow of those? up as Jewish as you did. Oh, that's yeah, so no way. Is this a real thing? Lovely. First of all, yeah, are, there are really shofar. There are factories that do nothing but hollow out ram's horns for Rosh Hashanah. Yep. Yeah, I've oh. been to. I've gone to places where they make the challah. I've gone to the places where they make mezuzahs, and they taught us how to make our own mezuzahs. And I made a demonic clown. Without a body, because it was at that age where, like, you forget that people have bodies, so you just draw a head with legs. Uh, <laughs> I did. I did go to a mezuzah factory. The maz- you've been to the mezuzah. I've factory. been to the mezuzah. The mezuzah factory, factory is great. Savage. No, do you want to go to a mezuzah factory? <laughs> I want to bring people. GoFundMe.com forward slash bring Noah to a mezuzah factory. I want Noah, but he can only he has to keep a straight face through the whole trip. <laughs> oh, geez, that's asking an awful lot, sir. <laughs> So yeah, so they're all they're all getting ready for the field trip. They're they're talking about the uh, the fish head that everybody's heard about, mm-hmm. and Moshe Chaim is causing trouble again. Yeah, uh huh. Which which leads to a bizarre moment of I'm more Jewish than you shit talk, and that's as weird as you think it would be. Yeah, but <laughs> none of them are as Jewish as that kid who didn't speak English. <laughs> he right. goes, I bet it did way better than you on that Navi test, and Shmi's like. <laughs> Actually, it was a Chumash test, motherfucker. And everyone's like, oh, damn, he got him. This kid fucks. This kid fucks so hard. I, you have to understand, I watched this entire movie in the voice of Ehrlich Bachman. <laughs> so now we get to the chauffeur factory. And uh, Shimmy, the, the agent Emmis, sees a suspicious face. And I just wrote in my notes, I'm not allowed to point out how they all look the same, am I? I can't. <laughs> But that's okay. I did it because he turns to his friend. He goes, I think I've seen that guy before. And it, it's the guy from the uh, 
It's the, the guy from the store. grocery store. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I wrote, are you sure? Because we all kind of look the same. <laughs> I wrote, this is the weirdest dildo factory ever. <laughs> right. We don't need your judgment here. Maybe it's the finest dildo factory or ever. third weirdest that I've yeah. been to. Yeah. So, yeah. So they, they bring him up to the like chauffeur maker, I guess. And everybody's like, uh, students, do you know what this is? And one kid goes, it's a matzo. And everyone giggles, and the guy goes, close, it's a ram's horn. Which was very upsetting. Why did he say, because it's a joke, the it's a matzah, everyone's like, hi, he thinks it's a matzah. But then he's like, close, and it's like, oh, that, nope, not close. So close. (laughs) (laughs) So close. You couldn't name something that has less properties in common with, really. (laughs) Yeah, well, well, they're both Do you guys know what this is? It's democracy. Close, it's a ram's horn. (laughs) So, and then he asks this follow-up question. He says, can you tell me what it isn't? And I'm like, boy, everything but ram's horn works here, right? (laughs) There are multiple correct answers to this question. But the one he's looking for, I guess, is that it's not a chauffeur because they haven't chauffeured it up with their magic yet. Right. And then he basically goes, until the ram's horn is properly prepared, it's nothing more than an ordinary dildo. (laughs) (laughs) And to demonstrate this, he blows in it. Which is like, oh, yeah, ha, ha, that won't work. That'll sound hilariously stupid, unlike a shofar. It sounds exactly like a sh- it's the funniest thing in the world because he's like, and then later on when he plays the shofar, it's the exact same noise. And he's like, see, all the yeah. difference in the in the when, world. When we're done, it'll sound like a man farting to death into a vacuum cleaner. Yeah. Oh, my God. That sound should not be produced on purpose. Um, but then they really start laying down just how much human labor is wasted on this magical bullshit. And that was depressing. Yeah, because they make them. Labor is a strong By word. the way, it's amazing. He goes, how many of them do you make a day? And he goes, we make about <laughs> 10 a day. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't think anything that makes 10 of something a day should call itself a factor. <laughs> right? I think you should call yourself <laughs> a, a hobby. workshop. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's like one of those places where you drink wine and make pottery. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you make 10 a day of something. Do a you... gal's night out at the shofar factory. <laughs> Girls night at the show bar, just a bunch of drunk blonde bitches. Oh my god, Amber, you are so beautiful, and you're gonna find someone who fucking loves you. Thank you. (laughs) Watch me blow it. Now it's a dildo factory, y'all. Just one of them's got three, the fat one's got three of them in her mouth at the same time. So the kids are all learning about how the shofars are made. And I love this line too, because then he's like, and then a rabbi has to inspect it to make sure it has all the right magic and it hasn't dumped out. Oh my God. He goes, in fact, I think we've got a rabbi looking at ram's horns now. Let's go see him. These are his words. See him in action. Action. Being the rabbi who checks for magic must be the dopest job (laughs) ever created. Just being able to be there, just like run your hand over each one and be like, oh, this one's only a little magic. Oh, this one's very magic. This one's full on magic. (laughs) So, yeah. So all the kids excitedly run off to go watch a fucking rabbi look at ram's horns. But Emmis doesn't like it. He feels like everything's maybe a little too perfect. To which I wrote, was he expecting eviscerated hookers? I mean, what? Like, (laughs) this this does not look perfect in any way. And then... 
So we go and we're watching the rabbi examine the horns and it is exactly what you're picturing. He's just like, this one? Yes. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. This one shakes his head. Nah, what are you trying to fucking He's literally just here? playing Tinder with the shofar. <laughs> he's just like, he's literally just like, sure. Nah, yeah, sure. Nah. Yeah. Chauffeur. It's my new app. It's just all chauffeurs. <laughs> And the kids, by the way, are watching with rapt attention. Like, wow, he really knows his magic chauffeurs. Holy shit. And, and at the same time, Dr. Lotov, the bad guy, is just standing in the corner of the room. Right. And Agent Emmis is like, hey, isn't that the bad guy? And the, his teacher's like, no, 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 that's that's Rabbi Angle's driver. He doesn't drive because it distracts him. From his Torah studying, well, and Agent yeah, well, well, Emma's is like, well, yeah, sure, obviously, well, well, yeah. What happens is there's it's because these are my favorite moments of the movies. You guys do is those small moments where self awareness accidentally creeps into the scripts, and this movie has one of those because they point out the, that the guy's the rabbi's driver. And one of the kids goes, "Oh, the rabbi has a driver like that. That's pretty." fucking weird that's that's kind of swanky that kind of sounds like a cult leader who takes advantage of his position and then the other guy's just like no 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 he just doesn't like to drive it's all very reasonable yeah right <laughs> uh fun fact by the way this is how you get fires in the mirror by anna devere smith <laughs> that is that is very inside baseball <laughs> They ran over a black kid and then the African-American community responded with violence and it was pretty much their fault. Hey, there were fine people on both sides. Um, so, so, yeah. So, but at this point, Emmis realizes something's up, not because he's looking directly at his arch nemesis disguised by, disguised by nothing but a pair of sunglasses, but because now he remembers that that suspicious Jew he saw earlier was that same guy from the grocery store with the fish head. Oh, yeah. So also, we've just glossed over the fact that the rabbi was Australian, which threw me for way bigger of a loop than I than the rest right? of the film. Yeah. Of all the, of all the things I didn't buy in the film, I was just like, well, that's just absurd. There's no <laughs> there's no Jews in Australia. We couldn't possibly swim that far. <laughs> yeah, we found the uh, we found the Jewish Ray Comfort. I mean, uh, Ken Ham, apparently. Yeah. So, yeah, so Emmis realizes something's up. He goes to put on his mustache. Yeah, he notices the six foot two skinhead in the room. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's notices everyone standing else there and he's like, hey, um, let me see the dimples in the back of your skull. Yeah, you're yeah, a bad right. guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I feel like uh, I feel like Jews would have a sixth sense about that particular guy in the room. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we so he sneaks off. That, but then we have to cut to the next scene. That starts with another goddamn mastodon orgasm as it falls down a well. And, and I want to point out that this movie doesn't like I'm listening to this on headphones and it doesn't like mic these things down or anything. Right. <laughs> so like all of a sudden, like five different times in this movie, all of a sudden it's like <laughs> right in your fucking ears. I, I made you do listen to it once. But you know what? I'm going to mic that down in the edit so it won't be as bad for you. <laughs> And this one is followed by the rabbi going, wow, I'd like to blow that myself. And he's like, what an honor it would be. That one sounded d different than the other one. Yeah, that was so magic. <laughs> yeah, he was very impressed with that particular shofar. Uh, but just that he's like, oh, these are all good shofars. Uh, well, but he does it in an Australian Hasidic accent. I'm not even going to try. Eli, do you have an Australian Hasidic accent? Oh, I would love to blow that on the 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's My... pretty close, actually. Yeah, so so he told his driver, uh, Dr. Lotov, hey, mm. take all of these definitely kosher shofars out to the van. Uh-oh. Right. And then Emmis comes in, and he's like, not so fast. Those are trafe shofars. And then everyone in the room's panties fucking drop to the floor because it's Asian fucking MS, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but the shofar maker, by the way, is livid that this little bitch is accusing him of slinging around trafe shofars. Right. Everyone comes to the defense of the rabbi in a really weird way. They're like, hey, 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 are you saying shit about our weird cult leader? I mean, rabbi? And he's like, no, no, no. He's magic. I'm saying that the the that the help is yes. a secret anti-Semite. And Moishi, verify for me how many times you've just heard someone accuse the help of being a secret anti-Semite. I mean, I mean, I, I did it just a few hours before arriving. I, on, literally, just as I was shutting the door to my Uber on the on the way here, I was just like, and by the way, stop hating the Jews. Yeah. <laughs> feeling yeah, no question you get a feeling like it's always if the, the driver steals from you in a jewish house you're not like she's probably financially desperate you're like she hates the jews oh, absolutely. <laughs> which to be fair she's probably seen secret agent ms exactly. well yeah exactly exactly and she's just frustrated that they blew that goddamn horn into her ears five times it's fair um but this is where he does his like scooby-doo unmasking of dr lotov just takes his sunglasses off yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it and we should point out, like, and I'm surprised we haven't pointed it out already. This show is clearly self-spoofing, right? They're not taking it seriously or anything. But it's so goddamn ridiculous that it doesn't matter. It could not be self-aware enough or it wouldn't exist, right? right? Yeah. So Dr. Lotov tries to escape, but uh, Emmis uses his boomerang hat powers to knock. Because you know how when felt hits you in the back, it knocks you, you over? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then it boomerangs back to you. Yeah. Yeah. It's Everybody like knows that hats are the natural predator of Goyan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've never seen Heath in a hat. Mm. Or Noah. Mm. No, you'll, you'll pretty much never or catch Lucinda. me in a hat. No. no Dude, what yeah. if we just touch them with hats and they all turn to dust? Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, that's going to be edited out. I don't know how many Jews are going to listen to this. So, yeah. I'm going to touch can't Heath let that, with a hat I first. can't wait till you guys are on tour next and people just start trying to throw hats at Noah and Heath. Hey, that's <laughs> better than licking and drugging me. So well, yeah. <laughs> if I have to choose. Yeah, I could use a hat. Um, so, yeah. So now, like, they, they've apparently thwarted Dr. Lotov's secret plan to make rabbis blow unkosher chauffeurs and suck but all the magic out of Rosh Hashanah. It. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but that's what we're watching. And so now he's like, oh, I got to take everyone out to the van to show them the evidence. Right. And he they, they open up the trunk and there's a bunch of like fake shofars. And the rabbi's like, these ones are fine. And it's like, no, God damn it. It's, we, we're not but, supposed to pretend that magic is invisible. At, Just at that pretend point, you see something that broken. And he's like, I mean, they're, they're not fine. Yeah. At that point, the rabbi is just in full on damage control mode. He's, <laughs> he's realized how close this wonderful scam of his has come to falling apart. And he's just, he's just walking through the parking lot being like, oh, uh, yes, that, that traffic cone is magic. Oh, no, nope, that tree branch. No magic. No magic. No magic. What? Gotta g gets on a unicycle and just pedals away. I'm not a liar. <laughs> uh, there are real things. Everything's real. 
Where's my driver? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so he he, he he Agent Emerson hands him the show first and say, "Look, these are the ones he was going to pass off." He's like, "These look fine." He's like, "Look closer." He's like, "How did these?" Cra-? No, I'm sorry. His line is. Well, I'll be a Gabby's uncle. How did these cracks get in here? Is that a thing or are they just making shit up on me at this point? That's I say thing. that all the time. It's, yeah. uh, listen to the show. It's, I say I'll be a Gabby's uncle whenever yeah. I'm surprised. <laughs> and everybody's like, oh, Agent Emma's, you're so amazing. Thank you so much. And he's like, don't thank me. Thank Hashem. Whatever the fuck that is. And I love the moment when he's like, how did the cracks get in this? And Agent MS, the fucking super sleuth that he is, is like, it's simple. The bad guy did it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and nobody in that crowd is just like, no, we got. That's yeah, we not know. What, it's like, how physically how did, did they? Did it's it fine. It's did fine. he cool it's it way a, down and then heat it Dr. up real quick? I mean, just <laughs> <laughs> is the bad guy. Yeah. So now we make it very clear that to God goes the glory um, and Agent Emmis doesn't need to take any of it for himself. Uh, and then we get the little wrap-up scene, right? We go back to them picking basketball teams once again. Mm. And his buddy is talking, Agent Emmis's buddy, Shmi, is talking to him. And he's like, there's still one thing I don't get. And I'm like, only one? Jesus, pay attention. <laughs> wow. Dude, meanwhile, I had a whiteboard in my apartment. Just like filled with all the subplots and connections, like red lines between the characters, <laughs> mapping out the intricate nuances of this film. Yeah. So his buddy's his 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 buddy's question is like, well, how did you know the driver was the bad guy? Other than the fact that we know what he looks like, it's simple. The bad guy did it. Yeah. Right. Well. No, it's worse. He goes, you know, the Gemara says that we can learn that the words with the same letters can have different meanings. And when the fish said shofar isn't kosher. This is it. Uh, I, I, I hope our audience is like strapped the fuck in for this. <laughs> it's not. No, he, yeah, right. Because it wasn't that the shofar wasn't kosher. It's that the chauffeur wasn't kosher. The driver, get it? Chauffeur, chauffeur, chauffeur. Da, 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 Jews, but <laughs> except that doesn't make any sense because the chauffeur also wasn't kosher. That's what led them. They, I, yeah, it was brilliant. I also just love how the kids like obscure rabbinical texts teach us that words can have multiple meanings. You know what else teaches you that? The fucking nature of language. <laughs> <laughs> you had to read a book for that. <laughs> yeah, right. And then, it, it, then his buddy's like. Okay, all right. Well, that makes perfect sense, obviously. Um, but how did the fish speak? And he's like, no, it wasn't the fish. It was that guy. That guy was like, I'm a fish. Uh, the, uh, the chauffeur isn't kosher. Yeah, one of their he, hidden secret spy guys. Yeah, the tzaddikum. That they keep at the grocery. Who's only so 36. undercover that literally nobody knows about him. <laughs> yeah. That Holy guy's shit. just been working at that grocery store for 17 years waiting for his moment. Seems like he could have taken care of the problem himself rather than terrifying a, a little girl with a puppeteered fish head or something. But yeah. yeah he's who, who, been there for 17 years. He likes to have fun. Yeah, he had a lot of time to prep that fish. <laughs> oh, I'm going to yeah. do fish. I'm going to do the fish thing. This is going to be great. <laughs> So, yeah, so and then once again, the bully picks him last for basketball and he has to pretend to be clumsy, even though he's so like crazy coordinated. 
And the cut at the end, because he's like, oh, I guess I'm on the bench again. And then he, like, throws a, a yeah, 10 it's, pointer. It's one of those shots to be, like, at the very end, like, and he's secretly awesome at basketball. So they show him throwing it, but he throws it in in a way that I'm shot the ball left his hands. <laughs> I, not that I'm shocked it made it into the basket. I'm shocked the ball didn't just, like... Hit him in Drop the face immediately yeah. to the floor. Right. Like, I'm, I'm amazed it made it out of frame of the camera. And then they get this super close shot of a ball going through a hoop, and you know there was a Jew on a ladder just above it, like ready, <laughs> rolling. Oh, there's absolutely no way there was a Jew on that ladder. They, they had a regular person. Yeah, they had, a, they had a regular person doing that. Show. And a guy. They had a chauffeur. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, it's amazing that we actually don't see any sportsing, and yet they managed to get bad sportsing into this movie right at the very end. Awesome job, the Jews. Um, and then we get the credits, and in case you're just wondering exactly how Jewish this cast is, they throw those names out to you. Except for one. Except for one. Clarence, yeah. The guy who plays Clarence is named Greg Karate, and... I, I want to desperately believe that he had no connection to the company, no connection to the Jewish community, that he was just like a theater grad from like Mizzou who, <laughs> who just was like, oh, cool, a casting call. <laughs> Asian Emis. I love spy movies. Great. Wait, I'm I'm con- I'm the only What's- one here without a beard. <laughs> so wait, I'm just I'm just like the henchman. What what's the I'm sorry, what's our What's our motivation again? <laughs> oh my God, we've gone over this so many times, Greg. We hate You're the switching Jews. the show first. <laughs> because that'll make the Jew magic not. He's like, yeah, you know what? I don't want. That's probably why we didn't see him in the last half of the film. Um, all right. Well, obviously, look, this is a series. We have found Jewish Bible Man. Uh, there are many more installments, and I'm definitely going to have to watch a few of them before it's over. So, guys, help me prepare for this. What predictions might you have for the plots of future episodes of Agent Emmis? Uh, Agent Emmis and the case of the Tiki Torch Torah. Oh, uh, <laughs> Agent Emmis and the train full of gold. <laughs> <laughs> we already watched that one, actually. All right, well, well that's going to do it for our review of Agent Emmis the fish head. That's not going to do it for the episode just yet because we still need to verify that this isn't the one that broke me. So, Eli, tell us what's on deck. M1028. This is a movie we've been saving for a little while now, and I had actually forgotten about it until a listener recommended it. It's um, it's Agent Emmis goes to hell for being a partying teen, the Christian version. I can't get into It's amazing. <laughs> it's, it's on YouTube, M1028 the time, and it is, oh, it's phenomenal. It's yeah no I I didn't I couldn't find a preview but it's, but I did skip around in the movie a little bit and yeah if you love just bad movies in general this movie's going to give everything that you, give you everything that you love um, but if you really love bad Christian movies yeah this is this this looks like it could be Estes Perkle level bad so with that to look forward to we're going to bring episode one hundred six to a merciful close once again a huge thanks to Moishi for hanging out with us tonight and an even huger thanks to all the Patreon donors that help make the show go if you'd like to get yourself among their ranks you can make a per episode donation at patreon.com slash godawful and thereby earn early access to an ad free version of every episode you can also help us a ton by leaving us a five star review on iTunes and by sharing the show on all your various social media platforms and if you enjoyed this show be sure to check out our sibling shows The Scathing Atheist The Skeptocrat and Citation Needed available on iTunes Stitcher and wherever else podcasts live if you have questions comments or cinematic suggestions you can 
email godawfulmovies at gmail.com. Legal services for this podcast are provided by the law offices of P. Andrew Torres. Our theme song was written and performed by Ryan Slotnick of Evil Drafts on Mars. All other music was written and performed by our audio engineer, Morgan Clark, and was used with permission. Thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week. For Heath Enright, Eli Bosnick, and Moishi, I'm No Illusions, promising to work hard to earn another chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with the Breakfast Club close. Agent MS eventually became an accountant. <laughs> Dr. Lotov was later dubbed a very fine person by none other than the President of the United States. Nobody in this movie was allowed to marry each other without extensive genetic testing. <laughs> extensive, extensive genetic testing. <laughs> All right, well, that's... I realized I didn't know what room noise was about halfway through. As I saw him become absolutely terrified. I looked at him because I was just doing room noise, and he was like, oh, God. Am I supposed Hello? to be saying something? Oh, <laughs> I, I was looking at what Eli actually saw was I started looking through the script going, it's not my line. No, that's not my line. My lines are in red. Am I supposed to be talking? <laughs> <laughs> no, welcome back to the Gamcast, damn it. Come on, what the hell? So I'm no, sorry. Okay. No, I'm you're sorry. Good. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> it's me. We're going to work with eight seconds of room noise this week. I'm sure it's it'll shmooly. be fun. Shmooly. Why do you keep, who keeps making me moishy in this script? You're, sh- I don't you're know. shmooly? We it's just shmooly. do different. You were moishy last shmooly? time. No, I was shmooly. You just kept calling me moishy. Fine, I'm moishy. <laughs> I th- I, the moishy means friend, doesn't it? Mm-mm. No, I thought it meant friend. I was told. I don't know. I don't really speak Hebrew. <laughs> I was told that by a dishonest Jew, I guess. Dishonest uh, Jew. I, I, I can make you shmooly. Hold on. It'll be no, pretty. You can make me whatever you want. No, you can make me whatever you want to be. I okay. like Moishi better. Moishi. Moishi it is. Okay. Like I said, I thought that's what we did last time. So that's, that's all. Moishi Rabinovitz. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the third. All right. Go get a quick 10 count here. And it'll be it makes it a lot easier on the editor. Who's later. Morgan? He's he's the guy who edits all this crap. He's the guy who wait has to is si- Morgan the person the Morgan I know? Yeah, Morgan edits this. Yeah, show? with the beard. Did you know that I uh, went to school with Morgan? Nope, different Morgan. Oh, never mind. I don't know this Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> well, for just a second, Morgan's listening to this. He's going like, "Wait, who the fuck is this guy?" <laughs> all right, <clears throat> good to go. As long as it's a private reference, as long as it's a prize, as long as it's a private reference. <laughs> As long as it's a private residence, you can do it in your house. Right into the mic. Right into your mic. Right Don't into the mic. Touch your pop filter with your mouth, but right into your mic. Right into the mic. You're above it. You Bro. see how you're above it? I think my nose the microphone? is. I'm not joking when I say this. My nose is too big to do the thing that you're asking me to do. You can back off it a little if no, you have to. No, but then I'm too far away. Watch. No. Tell me when. Tell me when I'm close enough. Ready? Am I close enough? No, you're too high. Okay. Am I close enough? No, you can back up. I can back up. Yeah. Oh, back okay. up and down. There you go. <laughs> I'm just hunched over. Yeah, this is how we look like at me. Like a fucking this is what Jew rat. This is what you gotta do. All right. <laughs> What's Holland? How do I say that? Choland. Choland? Yeah. What the fuck is Choland? It's the turkey neck stew. Gross. What kind of Jew are you? <laughs> I, I hate myself. <laughs> well, that's all the real qualifications there. All right, mm-hmm. ready? Choland. Yep.
<laughs> All right. Well, there was a little bit. There's more. There was more. I, I now this time. feel your pain entirely. So a running joke on like our lives is that I can't hold still or stop making noise during the thing. And both times during room noise has like picked up his phone and like clacked it against the side of his computer a few times. And then he decides to start mouthing to me. I'm checking the time. I, like, I know what you're doing, man. And then he realizes that that's a terrible thing to do. So he starts giggling to himself. <laughs> I'm so- sorry if we're keeping you. I don't want to don't want to delay it today or anything. All right. Quick 10 count here. Oh, are we doing that thing again? <laughs> <laughs> we got uh, nine seconds. Oh, okay. of room yeah, well, four, four. Because the, I said I, I love, love you earlier on. In the, yeah, in right, the, right, sorry, yeah, I'll be so quiet. No, that's fine. He can mute that and, and room noise around it if he needs to. So you're just making Morgan's life more difficult, not mine. Seven, Seven eight, eight, nine, ten. ten. The, the goal is to keep pace with him, oh. not do your own count. Match to Eli's voice up the tracks. Yeah, Morgan's going to love you by the end of this. <laughs> Earn All that right. money, Morgan. Earn it. <laughs> the preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2017. All rights reserved.